Number 13. Number of course, 13. That's a gospel dun, centered. Dun, dun. Yeah, this is a big one. Yeah. And oh, it's number and, 13, and too. Number. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. We could we could add on the bonus ideas. Well, I think this one sanctifies the number 13. Oh, okay, if you're superstitious, true. True. this will yeah. take care okay, of that. Good. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Send me, Lord. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro life ministry and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Use me, Lord, use me, Lord. Welcome back to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us. And as always, we'd appreciate if you guys would share this podcast with friends, people that you know would be blessed to get a hold of this content. So share this episode and also give us some feedback. We'll have our email addresses available for you guys at the end of this episode. And we do encourage you guys to reach out to us with any suggestions that you have, maybe questions, struggles that you're having in your ministry at the abortion center. We would love to help talk through those struggles with you, help answer questions as much as we're able to. And so, yeah, feel free to reach out. Again, we'll give you our email addresses at the end of this podcast episode. And so we're going to hop into our subject so we're going to talk about the essential things that you need to know for sidewalk outreach. Over the course of our over two years of doing podcasts, yeah. we have probably touched on all of these. But as separate podcasts, I thought it would be a good idea to just for, especially for a new sidewalk outreach team, to have a list of what are the things that we feel are critical for a sidewalk team to know and to do. Okay. So that's what kind of sparked the list. Yeah. And I, I started off with the desire for 10 okay. essentials, but it didn't quite work out. Yeah, I bet not. No, no, I, I so can't. So we have just like 47, <laughs> 47 essential things to know. No, it's right. not. It's not true. Hundreds and thousands of essential yeah, things. A lot of essentials there here. There are a lot of essentials, but we did try to pare it down to at least the top, I don't know. 20. <laughs> you have you have 13 on one page here. Right, right. And then I turn to the next page and it's bonus <laughs> ideas. <laughs> so that couldn't keep way. it to 10, <laughs> couldn't keep it to 13. No. You, you have to have some. So there, there's some bonus right, features there's top to this one. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the less essential, but they're still essential. So yeah. we call those the bonus ideas. So we're, we're going to try to keep this to 30 minutes or less. <laughs> and so we'll try to. Um, go through these pretty quickly, and then if we can get to some of the, the bonus ones, we'll right. get to some of the bonus <laughs> ones. But if not, you guys will have to check out the article. So let's start with number one essential thing to know in sidewalk outreach. What is that? To honor and glorify God yeah. in all that we think and do and say. Yeah. That is the absolute primary goal of every sidewalk outreach. Yeah. Yeah, it should be the goal of any ministry. If True. we're going to call it ministry, the focus has to be the Lord honoring, glorifying Him, the way that we act, the way yeah. that we talk, and even the motives of our heart right. as best we can, discerning yeah. the motives of our heart. If our motives are just to glorify ourselves or to make ourselves feel like better Christians or whatever, yeah. we need to bring those motives to the Lord. We need to come with pure motives if we're going to serve in this ministry. So that's right. absolutely essential. God is number one. Yep. 
Yep. So, yeah. No particular order of the other ones, by the way. They, okay. they just were all what I thought were very important. So, okay. so the next to, to know the facility. Yeah. Now, I mean, you got to know when are they open? Yeah. When do they do abortions? Um, you want to know when, what hours you're going to reach the most women. Yeah. Before you go there, it'd be good to try and find, well, you might have to go there to scope that all right. out, but sometimes yeah. you can find that online or whatever. Yeah, you can. And I can give some tips mm-hmm. to be able to figure this stuff out. Okay. It's important to know. I mean, there's only so much information you can know. We know a lot of information about our local abortion centers here because we got people that are out there every day. They're open and yeah. a lot of observation going on. A lot of people that have been out here for years. We've had a lot of conversations with former abortion workers. And so right. information has been gathered over the years about these abortion clinics in Charlotte because we've been out here for some years. Mm-hmm. Um, but when there's a new abortionist or something, it does sometimes present present itself as a challenge to figure out who that is and why would we want to know that well we want to know what their track record is so we can warn people that are going to go in and 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 be subjected subjected to their um their horrible (laughs) practices oftentimes yeah yeah Yeah. and so a few tips in this realm Mm -hmm. the first thing is there's a website abortionfinder.org It's a pro-abortion website, actually. It was put together by some pro-abortion people to help women, and I'm doing air quotes, navigate through the landscape of reproductive health care. Okay. So what their their goal is to show women where they can go to have abortions instead of going to pregnancy centers, because a lot of pregnancy centers compete in search engine optimization on Google with abortion centers. Mm -hmm. And so women end up at pregnancy centers rather than in abortion centers. Of course, you and I think that's great. Planned Parenthood, abortion providers don't think it's great because it it diverts people from them. And so um, this website, abortionfinder.org, has actually been a really helpful tool for me. As I'm looking across the nation and seeking to try to raise up teams in certain areas, as we as an organization are trying to do that, we can find where these abortion centers are by using that pro-abortion website. All you do is put your city in, city and state, and then ask a few little other questions that you can answer. Push search, and it will show you all the abortion centers in a particular area. It will tell you how far along they do abortions, what type of abortions they do. Do they do just the abortion pill or do they do abortion pill and surgical abortions? It'll give you all that information. That's awesome. Actually. I mean, yeah. it's it's not awesome, but right. it, it's useful. It's very useful. Yeah. And it's using yeah. the enemy's tool. Yeah. I mean, the devil's tool. Yeah. Um, against him. Yeah. And then another thing to do to be able to figure out information that many people might not think of is read the reviews on Google. Once you go on abortionfinder.org and you find out where the abortion center's at, just copy the name and the address of it, throw it in Google, and you'll see reviews there. Read those reviews because yeah. a lot of those reviews, will they'll tell you a lot of things. Mm-hmm. If you pick up on patterns, you can see people saying they showed up at a particular time and they had to wait a particular amount of time, and so some of them are angry at that. Um I'm kind of giving all this stuff away, so <laughs> this, yeah. these are like these are like top secret tips. So hopefully this will bless you guys and and encourage you. Um, But you can also find the abortionist names a lot of times on the reviews. Mm -hmm. And these are positive reviews a lot of times. So-and-so 
um, Dr. So-and-so was such a great doctor. And then, you know, the abortionist name, you can Google search them, find citations that are on their medical record and things like that. Again, we're not we're not creeping on these people as far as like going to their houses and stuff. I don't, I don't encourage you to do that at all. Um, but it's good to know who these people are yeah. because these people, first of all, like we need to be praying for these people specifically by name that they come to know the Lord. There have been abortionists that have repented of abortions and come to the Lord. So we need to be praying for them by name, but also we need to know their track record so we can warn people about what they have done in their past and the danger that they're putting themselves in. Right. And, and you know, any other doctor you would go to, that's public record. You can yeah. find it. You cannot find it um, un- unless you dig. <clears throat> it's very right. difficult to find it on who's going to be doing the abortion yeah. that maybe women are showing up to. Yeah. Yeah. So I spent a little little longer on that one than probably most of the other ones, but let's go ahead yeah. and go through the rest as much yeah. as we can. Yeah. The three talking points is, is the third point that yeah. focus on organize your speech at the abortion center depending on no matter how much time you have, you should always try and get in the three main talking points. We have found that to be very effective. Yeah. And those are? Well, they are what God says, Mm -hmm. the humanity of the baby, Mm -hmm. and the resources that are available. Right. Right. Practice them. Practice in front of a mirror. Yeah. Practice what you would say in 15 seconds, Mm -hmm. a minute, five minutes. It's, It's and longer. Yeah. Yeah, and we did a whole pod, a whole podcast mm-hmm. about the three talking points. Yeah. We talk about those in probably every other podcast, if right. not every podcast. Right. So, yeah, I mean, this is just a framework for speaking to people at the abortion center. Yeah. Three main subjects to be covering yeah. as you're reaching out at the yeah. abortion centers. Yeah. Uh, the fourth one is to have literature ready. And figure out where you're going to set up your team members, where it's where they can hand out that literature yeah. optimally. So yeah. whatever literature you have, we we have some that we put out. Yeah, um, there is even some on our website, right? Sidewalks for Life, isn't there? A right. Yeah. So if you're not part of Love Life mm-hmm. and you're looking for literature to hand out, we do have a template, sort of like a generic. Yeah version of what we use under Love Life that you can print out. You can have it printed at a local printer. Some printer print shops online can do that for you for fairly cheap. But yeah. I mean, there's other things out there that you can get a hold of. Um, Tiny Hands That Hold My Heart mm-hmm. is a brochure a that we used to use for a long time. Yeah. I think you can go on tinyhandsbook.com or .org, one of the two. Yeah. And you can order those. So that's yeah. a that's a good one as well. Yeah. And as far as this team placement thing, you've got to be thinking in terms of where are people likely to stop to take literature? Mm -hmm. If it's a busy road, you're you're not going to get people to stop. If it's a busy and fast traveled road, people are likely not going to stop to take your information on that road. You you don't really want them to. It's dangerous, right? And so you want to position yourself at the driveway Mm -hmm. after they pull in if you're able to do that now. We, every scenario is so different. We can't tell you exactly what you can do. Definitely pray through, think through, figure out where the boundaries are, the property lines and all that stuff, and put your your team and yourself in an optimal position. I'll give an example here at Latrobe. There are actually two driveways that people will pull into. The right. first driveway, which is the main driveway, which is where we always have someone placed, is the driveway to the abortion center. But there's also a call center driveway just down from it, and oftentimes people miss the primary driveway and go in that driveway to either park or to turn around. 
And so we want to have someone there because they're able to get people going in and coming back out if they're turning around and coming back out to the main parking lot. So thinking through things like that, I've used Google Maps and Google Maps will show you if you want to know, because we're we're on a loop here. So Latrobe Drive is a big loop and people could come around either side of the loop. If I only have two people and I need somebody out in front of the abortion center and I need someone handing out literature, I want to figure out, okay, where are most people coming from so I can know where to place that one other person that I have? Yeah. Where's my optimal position going to be? So I'll put it in Google Maps and I find that most people come around one side of the loop. And so I'm going to position somebody at that side first. And then if I had an extra person, I'd position them on the other side of the loop. Yeah. And so just, you know, of course, using some... uh, some of these tools like Google Maps, like Apple Maps and things yeah. like that to yeah, help but you figure strategic. out what to do. Be it. Yeah. strategic in, in where, you know what, we could have whittled it down one more because actually the next one is very similar to to strategically set team members in an optimal yeah. position. Not only to pass out literature, which was the point before, but um, where they're going to reach the moms most effectively. Yeah. So where they, the moms can hear us, um, you know, um, don't clump together in the in the in the team um where you set up your team yeah try to make sure that people are spread out not not right. chit-chatting with each other so that it's very important to be strategic in how you set up your teams we've only had two team members the past couple of days and honestly we've had a lot of interactions which is kind of surprising and counterintuitive but sometimes when you have fewer people or people spread really far out you're just less threatening yeah and sometimes you do have more interactions people are more willing to come and talk with you so if you have a large team be sure to spread them out yeah that is an absolute must because people do gravitate toward each other yeah and we have to remember we're not out there to protest against a cause or something like that we're out there to reach the women and the men going into the abortion center so if we spread out more and we get more strategic about the way we place people rather than i mean if you want to use signs Sign ministry is really powerful, but having 10 people clumped together with 10 different signs all in the same spot, no one's reading those signs. Yeah. It's like they miss the forest for the trees. If you spread people out up the road or, you know, however, however the layout is, those messages can kind of be trickled as the women are coming. Although and I would say upon each other, the, yeah. mes- the message is is um, is building yeah. so that by the time you get to the person with the literature, people maybe have kind of been are more inclined to stop. Yeah. Yeah. I do think, though, it's good to have a consistent message, obviously. Yes. And what you're displaying on your signs. But that's not really one of the essentials here. Right. Right. Uh, but an essential is to begin and end in team prayer. It is yeah. so easy, honestly. To We love prayer, but it's just so busy out there. And right. Every moment is kind of a crisis moment. It's really sometimes hard, but it be very intentional yeah. to begin and end in prayer because you're calling God into this battle. It is right. his battle anyway. So for us to remind ourselves of that, I think, is, is really yeah. and important. Just really dedicating the time to the Lord. I really think that praying together— before and after helps continue that unity and just acknowledge that unity that we have because we're the body of Christ, but also, again, acknowledge our reliance on the Lord. We need him. We don't have this stuff figured out ourselves. I think that's really important. I I think it's also a witness to all the other people out there, the pro-abortion people, the um, the moms, even if they see you bowing your head and, and being in prayer. Yeah. 
Um, this one is the next one, keeping the priority of ministry focus in mind, I think is a really important one. It is so easy to get distracted, but just remember our main ministry focus are those moms yeah. and, and the unborn child. Yeah. Um, always glorifying God, but but the ministry is to the unborn babies. Yeah. And it is easy to just get mad at the pro-abortion crowd and right. start screaming at them or even the doctor or so-called doctor, the abortionist or the workers, and, and we'll lose our what should be our priority, which are the moms. Yeah, yeah. So keep, keep that in mind. Yeah, I like this next one. Yeah. And this, has, this really speaks to discipleship and yeah. training others. Yeah. And it says, whenever possible, have an experienced counselor guiding and modeling for newer counselors. Right. You've got people who've been out there, we do here in Charlotte, that have been out here on the sidewalk seven, eight years, right? Some, yeah. Maybe even more than that. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got brand new people that have come along. Mm-hmm. And some of your cities, you guys may not have people that have been out there for years. Maybe you have people that have been out there for months. They've been out there longer than your newer people, and they can show them the ropes. They can. It just It just helps give people more confidence when they're being an apprentice to someone else, right? They're coming alongside someone else who's done it before. That's how it just Jesus helps taught, build confidence. Right. That's how he yeah. taught his disciples. Yeah. It was really apprenticeship kind of they, they watched Jesus in action and that's that's how they learned. Yeah. But um and if if you don't have experienced people, you know, contact us. Yeah. We we certain watch our podcast, watch our mock um videos because the, you can learn a lot. Um in, in that way, if you don't have experienced people on the sidewalk to learn from. Yeah. And and that gets into the ninth one, to practice role-playing difficult and common situations. You can practice, even if you don't have experience, but if, if you practice with your team members, um, what are some of the issues you have faced? And then you go over, what could I have said? What could you have said? Um, and you'll you'll know more the longer you've been out there what yeah. are the typical things you're going to face. But role playing is such a great way to yeah. learn, you yeah, know, without being in the crisis situation. Yeah. So, yeah, the next one was one that um, was in place here in Charlotte before I ever came on board, and I think it's a really important way to build team unity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've talked about this before. That's having some kind of central point you have on here uh, a team landing page Mm -hmm. basically a place a group whether it be a facebook group there's all kinds of stuff now there's telegram there's whatsapp there's i don't know yeah there's all kinds of ways text group email thread whatever i think facebook groups are the best personally because there's so much there you can add to the files section certain Mm -hmm. files and certain things that people can download for you know like the talking points thing that we we did or kind of like the one-liners that you did resource guide stuff like that we have in the file section on our facebook group but either way some kind of way that you can encourage each other some way that you can put a scripture out there something the lord put on your heart for that day of ministry and also um i think it's important that you have somebody heading up the ministry for that day Mm -hmm. what we call a team lead that puts out a report so that everybody else on that group can know what's going on. It's really helpful for everybody to know. Um, maybe you're, we talked about this before, your Tuesday team doesn't really know the people on the Monday team. Right. But they see their report every week, yeah. and they're encouraged by it. Yeah. And maybe the Wednesday team had a bad week, 
but they can be encouraged by what God did the next day on Thursday. Mm -hmm. And there's some continuity. There's some connection there. Wednesday team maybe had a challenge with somebody in a particular vehicle and they can say, hey, watch out for this vehicle tomorrow because they're going to give you problems because we do see two day abortions and we see people come back multiple days for various reasons. Uh, that are coming to the abortion center. So it's just a way to keep that continuity, that connection with each other, and to know that you're in this battle together with others, not by yourself. Yeah, and it's also a great place for people in leadership position to encourage and praise specific things they may have seen out on the sidewalk in specific team members, just to say, we notice you. We we noticed what you've done, and this was really good. Um, And to then for the the team also to be able to express when there's been things that have been really hard yeah, and, and what they've, you know, ask for advice. How do we deal with this better? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah just a way to stay connected. Yeah, it is. Um, when moms do choose life, and they will eventually, if you're brand new, don't worry. It'll come. Your day will come. Yeah. They will choose life. And when they do, ask them why they chose life at some point in your discussion with them. And what, what I do is I keep a word doc of of the, how moms have responded to that question. And it, it becomes such a valuable way to train sidewalk counselors. These yeah. are some things that have worked in the past. We should probably use them again. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they, we know that they're effective. So um, uh, I, I think that that's helpful and having that word doc that you can s- send out yeah. um, to new volunteers. In fact, we've got it printed off of four four pages i think we've shared that on a podcast yeah and and then new counselors can look at these one-liners of things that moms have said these were effective things that that they heard yeah in conjunction with this what i also do and i do recommend it i think it's really a good way to stay in touch with the moms is to have a um a group blind copy email list of moms that have chosen life yeah and then every single morning i will send out a scripture to, to this group, which has grown to be quite large now. So um, so they're, they sometimes are following or I'm following them for years. This this list is now nine years old. So, right. so I pretty much started it from the beginning of me being on the sidewalk. And then you can also poll them if you need, you know, kind of a consensus of moms. You, if you get donations, you can put it on the list. It's yeah. really a useful, easy way to stay in touch with the groups yeah. of moms that have chosen life. Yeah. So we've had situations where somebody reaches out to us as a ministry and says, hey, I have a refrigerator that I would like to donate right. to a mom mm-hmm. in need. Do you guys have anybody? Mm-hmm. You've got a list of 150 moms on an yep. email thread. You shoot it out there. Hey, any of you guys in need of a refrigerator? Yep. And we've had that very thing play out where yep. we have a volunteer go and deliver the refrigerator. And that's another way to continue to minister to these ladies, show them the love of Jesus, yeah. keep connected. Um, it also puts so, the lie to the pro-abortion claim that we're just pro-birth, yeah. because some of these women, like I said, I've been following nine years, and some of them from nine years ago have reached out and said, hey, I really need a kitchen table, you yeah. guys, you know, something like that. And we do. We try to have ongoing help, yeah. but this is yeah. an easy way to do that. Yeah. Um Number 12 you have here on the list. Very important. And we've talked about this not too long ago. Right. We talked about, um, I think it was the podcast where we said, let the words of our mouth be true. Right. Always true or something like that. Completely true. Maybe like that. Something like that. Um, But this is never make promises you cannot keep. This is important. 
Yeah. That we shouldn't say things like, we'll provide for all of your needs. We'll take care of everything. Yeah. Uh, that's just not true. We couldn't do that. It's impossible yeah. to take care of every need. I always will say, and I said this on that podcast, that we have resources to help with whatever needs you have. So we have resources that will help with whatever needs you have, never promising that we're going to take care of every issue, but promising that we will do our best. I think that's how you word it. We will do our best to help get you connected with resources that meet whatever needs you have. Right. And and if you have said you're going to do something, another important part of this is follow through. Yeah. Do it. Right. Because these women have, has, have oftentimes faced so much... Um, Lies, yeah. rejection, um, deceit, um, and and so we need to build their trust in God. Ultimately, by we are God's uh, voice. Yeah, we're yeah. His messengers, and and we need to follow through on anything right. that we have said we will do. Yeah, and an example, a simple example of that is let's mm-hmm. say you have a mom that chose life, mm-hmm. and you've connected with her. And you've told her, because this is what we encourage when we train people, this is what we encourage you to do. Tell them that you will follow up with them later that day. Set a time, get their phone number, give them your phone number and say, can I follow up with you at 3 p.m. today? Yeah. Which I think is important because the enemy is going to be speaking lies, going to be tempting them to make another appointment, come back. If you say you're going to call them at three o'clock, call them at three o'clock. Right. Text them at three o'clock. Whatever you said you were going to do, do it now. Don't always expect for them to answer. I mean, again, there there's some stuff going on, some chaos going on in their lives. So don't be offended if they don't answer. Yeah. But in, in as much as it depends on you, do what you said you would do. Yeah. And that's just one example of many others that promises that you might make in your zeal to help that mom who's right. who's choosing life or who you want to choose life. Yeah. Yeah. So be careful with your zeal. Um, Be careful that we know you're excited and you want to promise this mom the world, Um, but uh, be very careful that it, like, I I just had a conversation a couple days ago with the mom, and I listed off all of the things that I was going to send her immediately. One of them was an online Bible. She didn't even have a Bible, so I was going to send her the link to an online Bible. And I actually said, as soon as I get off the phone, I'll, I'll do that. And I got off the phone and I forgot. Yeah. So it was like it was like a half an hour later when I remembered. And I, I was in the middle of other stuff, but I zipped back and and did that and said, I'm so sorry. You know, I apologized and and because I had told her I'd send it right away. Yeah. She was very grateful to get it. But that was that's an example of something that maybe didn't seem like such a big deal. Yeah. But when I said I'm gonna get off the phone and send you this, that's what I should have done. Yeah. And we all need to be really careful. Yeah. Careful about no doubt. That. Number 13. Number of course, 13. That's a gospel dun, centered. Dun, dun. Yeah, this is a big one. Yeah. And oh, it's number and, 13 and too. Number. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, we could we could add on the bonus idea. Well, I think this one sanctifies the number 13. Oh, okay, if you're superstitious, true. True. this will yeah. take care okay, of that. Good. Yeah. So go for it. Okay. Never neglect the gospel. Yeah. Um, uh, we've talked in the past about uh, be careful with the message of forgiveness at the wrong time because moms might be using it, are using it as a justification to abort. Yeah. But the gospel is the power of Christ to save. And yeah. so we absolutely cannot neglect the gospel right. 
We, yeah. You need to find a way to work the gospel in whenever you have any kind of prolonged interaction with the moms. Yeah. And even in literature that you hand out. Yeah. We have in our literature that we use love life, the uh, the gospel. It's like a one paragraph, clear explanation of the gospel, laying it out. Right. Um, there's gospel tracks out there. Now, I do think we talked about this in another episode a while back about handing out literature. I do think it's a bad idea to hand them one brochure and then a gospel track and then a gospel of John and then a video about, you know, explaining the gospel like right. too much stuff. They're going right. to just throw it aside and, and not not even read it at all. Yeah. One good piece of literature, maybe two. If you have brochures that you hand out, maybe the Tiny Hands brochures, they have um, scripture woven through them. But maybe you want to add a gospel track in there. Mm-hmm. That's great. But I, you just don't want to load them up with too much stuff. But I do yeah. think having the gospel in whatever literature you hand out is really important. So I really like our literature for that reason, because I think it has all of the main critical things in one very succinct pamphlet. Yeah. It's only a trifold pamphlet. It's got the three talking points, development of the baby, what God says about the baby, a small list of resources. It has the gospel in a like a paragraph, and um, and then it has some pertinent scripture, yeah. all in one. Yeah. So I, I think it's really, really valuable. Yeah, We have made it. We have enough time to give us some of the bonus ideas. We've got just a few minutes. Okay. So let's, right. let's knock out some of the bonus ideas here, all some right. of the, the bonus essentials. You know what? I already said number one. So the email is blind copy. Right. We already yep. said that one. So you don't need to worry about that one. Have key numbers on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. So things like pregnancy resource centers. Right. A high-risk doctor who will counsel for free. If you can find one, we have one. We talked about that in our last um, top maternity centers for housing because that's a key issue. So think what the top issues are going to be. Child care is another one. And if you can have a resource speed dial on your phone um, or, you know, easily reached on your phone, those are important. Yeah. Um, Number three, which is might seem self-serving, but we do these podcasts to serve you guys who are listening, right. listen to our podcast because yeah. we talk on a regular basis about sidewalk outreach. I think it's probably a rare niche that we cover. Uh, we're involved in this world of ministry, so we're not just talking about things that are theory to us. They're experiences that we have. And um, I think these podcasts will continue to encourage you, let you know that there are other people doing this ministry if you're involved in this ministry. And um, yeah, I think we have a little bit to offer in this world of ministry that will that will equip you. Yeah. So. Yeah. We've had lots of people tell us yeah. that, it, that it's very equipping. Uh, the next uh, one we kind of went over, but but number six on our bonus ideas was practice sharing the gospel in five minutes. Yeah. And we talked about, you know, having a paragraph on the literature is good, but, but if you can speak it in, you, you've, if you've only got a limited time and you can do that in five minutes, I think that's very valuable. Yeah. That you've planted that seed and the only way you're going to be able to do that, honestly, is practice it. You really do have to practice yeah. it, yeah. Because most of us will go on and on and on, right? Yeah, uh, and it, it'll they'll get bored, they'll want to leave, whatever. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So, and then the last one, we got through all of them. The okay. last one is social media presence. Uh, presence uh, is very important for attracting volunteers, for letting others know what the ministry is all about, for letting abortion-minded people. 
know that there's a ministry out there. Yeah. But always keep in mind confidentiality is really important of right. the patients, of the moms. Yeah. So don't post pictures of moms. Don't videotape moms. Don't do any of that without explicit, probably written permission, because that will destroy the trust yeah. of, of um, those moms to come and confide in you. Yeah, yeah. So you can post stories, but keep them general. Keep yeah. them general so a mom can't be identified. Right. Yeah, like we often do. We've right. done it in this podcast. We don't identify them by their name. We give them a fake name or just call them by the first letter of their name or something like that. Yeah. But social media is powerful. Yeah. I put and, out prayer, uh, prayer requests yeah. on social media. Even while I'm going through it, sometimes I'll put out a Facebook post. Hey, mom, I'm talking to a mom, and she's in the valley of the decision. Would you all pray? Right. Yeah. So it, yeah. Can, it can be powerful. That's good. Well, we hope this list of essentials helped you and uh, hope it was an encouragement to you. We'd love for you to reach out to us. Maybe there's some things that are essential for your outreach ministry that we wouldn't we didn't talk about. Maybe we'd do a whole podcast about it. I don't know. Reach out to us. Reach out to me, Daniel at lovelife.org. You can reach her, Vicky at lovelife.org. We'd love to hear from you guys. And uh, until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Give me an outlet for love. Give me an outlet for gratitude. Nothing's too precious since I met you.